We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, we are back. It is Tuesday, April 26th. I always got to look at my thing. You'd think I'd know what day it was. I always got to look at my thing. Right? Like, oh, it is Tuesday, April 26th. I'm Brian Driscoll. I'm the publishersbreakdown.com. That is Vince Sidero, football analyst. Vince, and we're going to talk about the Notre Dame football team. We've been doing so much recruiting lately. I'm kind of like getting like the shakes from not being able to talk more about the football team. I know, right? So we're going to start doing more of that here, here coming up, and we're going to begin today. Uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit about the spring. I want to give Vince a chance to kind of share his thoughts on the spring game. And then we're going to dive into sort of breakout players that we think have are, are, could be on the verge of emerging as breakout players from the spring. Uh, not just what we saw in the spring game, because that would be incredibly hypocritical of us to only yeah. talk about those guys. Right. But, you know, guys that for spring game plus – what we've heard, what we saw in practices, that kind of thing. So we'll the spring game that. was definitely part of it, though, because sure. it was an opportunity for us to see if everything we had right. been hearing was legit, right? Right. Yeah. So let's let's get into this, Vince. I want to start off just giving you a chance to just kind of share. You weren't able to be at the spring game on Saturday because you guys had a game, but you were able to watch it later. And just wanted to give you a chance before we got rocking and rolling to share some of your thoughts on what you saw from the game on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, look, overall, I I was pleased. I mean, you you have to take into account what the spring game is. You you have to keep reminding yourself, okay, it's in Notre Dame Stadium. They're wearing the actual game day helmets, but this is still a practice, right? I mean, that if you go into the spring game expecting it to be what we're going to see on, you know, early September when they play Ohio State, well, then you're just looking to be disappointed. I mean, that, 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 that's the way you have to look at it. So, you know, I didn't have a lot of expectations going in. Um, I was honestly hoping to see really good things from Drew Pine, and I was a little disappointed. Um, there, there were a few things here and there, um, but overall, I, I was disappointed that he didn't kind of seize the moment. Um, I think he looked at it as a practice a bit, too, uh, because I think he's kind of a big game kid. That's how, how I feel of who he is. I would agree with that, Vince, but here's my concern I mm-hmm. want to ask you about because you sure. were at practices. Does it concern you at all that this has kind of been his thing throughout the spring? 
Yeah, yeah. I the mean, turnovers, this, the, the not this was the, comfortable, all that. So, as I mentioned going in, like we wanted to see in the spring game if what we had been hearing was accurate. What we had been hearing about Drew Pine is what we saw in the spring game. Yeah. I mean, and that's it's unfortunate because I was really hoping that he would show me that maybe it was just that Tyler was doing so well that he was making Tyler not, I mean, making Drew not look at quite as good kind of a thing. But that clearly wasn't the case. I mean, he he culminated his spring with what we had been hearing about his spring, essentially. And that was disappointing to me, um, and, and to be honest with you. I, I, I'm a big Drew Pine fan. Now, mm-hmm. I, had, I was having a discussion with somebody on Twitter the other day about, I know. Those uh, are always fruitful. I know, I know. But, you know, and he's saying, you got to go to the portal. You know, Drew Pine is garbage and all this other stuff. And that's why I don't have conversations and, with many people. And I, I was like, look, man. Drew Pine is still a very, very solid number two. Like I, you can, and number, because, and here's why. Number one, he's a guy that the troops are going to rally around. Okay. So if something happens to the starting quarterback, they'll rally around Drew Pine. I believe that to be true. I think Drew Pine can win you some games. I I believe that as well. I think that he can fit in the offense and do what he needs to do to win games with the guys that are around him. Okay. Now here's the thing. I don't know that he's ready to be the full-time starter at Notre Dame based on what we saw in the spring. Okay. Now there's still summer and fall and all sure. of those different things, he bounce back. but sure. he, he can be a really, really good number two. Right. And that's what this team needs right now. If everything we're hearing about Tyler Buckner is accurate. Yeah. And yeah. I'm okay so, with that. So what are some other things you saw from the game? We talked, we've sure. talked a lot about your pine and I, there's a have. lot of other, and I feel like when we focus too much and I'm good with what you're saying, I'm just sure. saying, like, I, I, I don't want to spend the rest of the time on Drew pine. Yeah. Cause I feel like the conversation about drew pine has taken away from what I felt were a lot of other good things in the game. So yeah, well, what absolutely. Did you think, what I had did you more think? positives than negatives. Yeah, I will say I, that. I wanted to ask you hmm. about, you know, obviously the offensive line, kind of what you saw from them. We talked coming in, like, we're not really concerned with like mistakes. Sure. We want to see the compete level. Did you feel yeah. like they played to the level you're expecting from a compete toughness level? Here's here's what I will say. My expectations for the offensive line were too high going in. I, I will say that mm-hmm. they, they were really high. Um, and, and and not that I expected perfection because we talked about it going in. I, I didn't expect perfection. I expected a little bit more, but more same, of what? That's my question. Yeah, I <clears throat> more sustained blocks. More. I, I didn't see as much of that as I wanted to. Um, and so I was a little bit disappointed, but, but the key here, and I don't want, I, I I don't want it to make it sound like they were terrible because that wasn't the case. They competed hard. Like they, they they were competing. So it really was more kind of some technical things, which you can get cleaned up. I was just hoping they kind of be a little bit further along than they are. It's interesting because we talked about on the show that we weren't expecting that. I know. I was hoping that I was. So you were just you were just saying you were saying things you didn't believe last week. Is that what you're saying, Vince? I was hoping (laughs) that they would be further along than what we talked about. That's what I was hoping. But I I guess that's the thing is like, are they not because of the spring game? That that's my point, and that's why I say. That's why I don't like the 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 offensive line that's been playing together all spring didn't play together in the blue gold game. Right, and And that's that's why I said I don't care about technical mistakes. I don't care about. All that other stuff because you're not seeing that, and that's a position where that's more important. But, sure. but you know, they competed. It, it, they they did get, compete. It's good to get varying. You know, that's why I wanted to ask you about it. Sure, because I want to get different <clears throat> viewpoints on Look, it. They competed and they fired yeah. off the ball and they did some things that we had not seen in a long time. And and I'm very happy about that. I was more con. I I'm more not, concerned isn't the right word. I want people to flip out. I I, I was more. 
Uh, I wanted to see just some of the one-on-one stuff. You know what I mean? I felt like some of the blocks just weren't sustained long enough. Some little things like that where that has nothing to do with who's next to you per, per se. Sure. That has nothing to do with all those things. Just I wanted to see a little bit longer of a compete situation. Again, they competed. They fired off the ball. I, some of the run blocking I thought was really, really good. Uh, they made holes for those guys. There's no question. They made holes for those running backs, and that was fun to watch. Um, this line is going to be really good. When they have the starting five in there together, it's going to be really good. I just hope they were a little further along. That's all. That's all. They've got plenty of time between now and September. Okay. So even though you gave the preface, I'm not worried about it. You're still worried about it. Okay. So I I got it. A little bit. (laughs) We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go defense, Vince. What were some what yeah. were some of your takeaways from the defense? I Okay. And I promise I'm not going to start about I'm not going to talk about kicking because I want the rest of the show to be positive. <laughs> so uh I thought I was really impressed with Jordan Batelho and how he played. Mm-hmm. Um I agree with you that sometimes you just don't know what you're gonna get from 12, but it, they got a really good outing from him. There's good Jordan and bad Jordan. Yes. And bad Jordan. Jordan has nothing to do with what happens on the football <clears throat> nope. field. Nope. And this is why it's frustrating, Vince, because it's like if he could just – and I'm hoping he does. We've seen it. We saw it with Kevin Austin, right? Kevin Austin had some issues his first couple of years, and he grew up and became a, yeah. a a more mature young man. I'm hoping Jordan could do it, man, because when he when he does, Vince. Like, I completely agree. He's going to be dangerous. Like, yeah. really good on Saturday. I, I, He's I was a defensive really end that's lining up at Rover and, yes. and looking comfortable. Let's <laughs> think correct. about that. Yes. How many other defensive ends on this roster could just be like, yeah, go play Rover? Yes, absolutely. So he was he flashed for me. I, I thought, even though we heard really good things about Junior Tui Alamaka, I, I was I was like, okay, I want to see it. You know, I want to see so it against a the big boys. Of the offensive line thing, I was didn't like, yeah have high expectations, and okay. he blew he blew me away. I, I was very impressed with him. Look, he's going to make freshman mistakes. There's no question about it. But if they don't find a way to get him on the field, they have messed up somehow. Uh, I, I thought he played really really well. Riley Mills, I think, was everything advertised um, that 
week. I anticipated that he would be and maybe even a little bit more. Uh, it was really, really good. Um, I thought Audric, again, I had high expectations for Audric. You and I talked about him going into the game. Like, we're, I'm excited for people to see what he can do. He lived up to the billing, no question about it. And then to stay in the offensive backfield, I thought, uh, you know, Jadarian Price, mm-hmm. you know, again, lived up to the billing. And even And even more so than, than, than Audric because he's still an early enrollee freshman. You know what I mean? And now, you have mentioned in the past that running back is – an easier position to kind of just get the ball and go and you got instincts and all of those different things. But at the same time, man, that kid flashed some really, yeah. really nice things. Um, and they're going to find a way to get him on the field as well. I'm going to um, have some comments about the running backs when we get to the breakout I'm section. Sure you are. Um, so th- those are the guys that, that majorly stood out for me. I think uh, overall, those are the ones that flashed um in a good way and it was fun it was a fun game to watch it definitely was a fun game to watch and I I will also and just to just to add some fuel to the quarterback fire I thought that that um that Angeli played better than I thought he would yeah I I will say that yeah I give him a lot of credit for that like I I, here's thing for me I didn't he didn't do anything to impress me with his Mm -hmm. arm meaning like he was making media you know short throws and and sure there's nothing I was like wow Here's what I loved about him. I mean, he was making good decisions and all, but he showed he was so calm. Like the whole game, like his demeanor, the final series with a minute left when he's trying to lead the team down for a score on a on in on a a, a clock that doesn't stop. Right. <laughs> right. Good point. He just was like, all right, we're good. Like that was like, okay, that's, I mean, and I know it's a spring game, but there's still 30, 40. That was still the biggest crowd I would imagine he's ever played in front of. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Cause like the, the arm strength, I mean, he's Matt Bayless is going to get him stronger and all that kind of stuff. And he's going to learn the offense more and all that kind of stuff. But that's the kind of thing you can't teach Vince. And, and you yeah. know, I can work on your reads and I can work on your progressions. I can work on your footwork. I can throw work on your, yep. your, your mechanics. I can work on ball placement with you. I can't, I can't teach that. And that to me more than anything was like, okay, yeah, this kid shows me he's got some moxie, you know, and and that's important. Now the rest of the stuff we can build on, you know, and and hopefully improve. They're not going to look barring a crazy situation. They're not going to need to rely on Steve Angeli anytime soon. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, there's, we could point to multiple times the last several years where a third quarterback had to play at some point in time. I mean, just last year we saw that. But so, did a third quarterback have to play? Yeah, they wanted him. To no, play. no, had to play because remember against Cincinnati, Buckner was hurt, or against Wisconsin, excuse me, Buckner was hurt because he got hurt against Purdue, and then uh, Jack Cohn got hurt, and they had to put Drew Pine in the game. Okay, so yeah, I mean they had, and, and that was in a ten ten game basically, you know. So yeah, I mean they've had to do it, and it don't you know only happened once, but it happened in one of the bigger games of the year, so. I mean, I think that poise thing is why it matters to me that that's what matters to me more because you feel like, okay, if, and you're, even if what you said is true and it is a crazy situation, it would be something where you feel like he'll at least, he at least won't be overwhelmed by the moment. There's at least there's confidence right. that he won't right. be overwhelmed by the that's moment. That's good. That's a, that's the that's huge. That is the most important thing in yes. my opinion for a freshman because no question he can learn the offense and do all the other kind of stuff. But if if he gets out into a game and he panics because of the moment, it doesn't matter how much he knows the offense. Right, it'll all go. 
you know, <laughs> out, the, out the out the window, right? Right. And that was the thing for me that I was impressed with from Steve. Yeah, absolutely. So Vince, let's dive into our breakout players. Okay. So yeah. here's where here's the criteria for breakout player, and I haven't given Vince this yet on purpose because <laughs> I wanted this to kind of be a little bit just sort of like a what's your gut tell you. Okay. It can be sort of one of two ways, and we've it's kind of similar to what we've done before. Either a guy that we thought it could, it, it doesn't, it, our expectations don't matter, right? What we thought a guy could be. It's based on a guy that was either a, just a solid starter that you, that this spring showed you he's on the verge of becoming a star. A guy who was a rotation player that you think based on this spring has shown the ability to become an impact, like a, a like a really good football player or a guy that we really didn't know much about or didn't have expectations before. It's like that dude's going to help them in the fall. Even if it's like as a rotation receiver that catches 10, okay. 15 balls, that's a little hint for me. It, that's, that's where it comes from. So it can fit into one of those three criteria. Okay. All right. So I think everybody start, I have written down was, is I'm in that start neighborhood. off because I'm, I, there's one that I've been struggling with. Okay. Here, oh. Here's where I'm at. Okay. Since coming up with this idea of the show, I have I first was like, okay, I'm gonna go with this running back. No, I'm gonna go with this running back. No, I think this running back will be the guy. That no, and, and I'm it's just been that. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. It's my show. I'm gonna cheat and I'm gonna come up. <laughs> my my breakout players are the running backs. Because to to the point that you made is is there wasn't a ton of room to run, but I love the diversity of skill set. I love just like we saw in the bowl game, you can shut down the run game, but you still can't stop them from making plays. Right. And we saw Jadarian Price had a very similar stat line in this in the spring game that Chris Tyree had in the bowl game. You know, nine carries, 12 yards, but he had over 100 yards receiving. And the you know, Audric Estime, I thought looked really good. His feet are great. He was physical. We didn't see a lot of Logan Diggs in the spring game. But I, like I said, going in, I don't care. I, I, right. I feel like I know what Logan can do. And the same thing with Chris Tyree. So I don't know who it's going to be or if it's going to be a group effort, but I think Notre Dame's backfield this year is going to be dynamic. And the production is going to be elite. I don't know who's going to get the who's going to get the most carries, who's going to have the most yards. Is it I two think it's guys, three guys as a four? I don't care. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Jabron Payne showing up. So I think this, here's my bold prediction. And we'll do a bold prediction show as we get closer to the year. And I'll try to remember this one. My bold prediction is this is we're going to this by the end of this season, we're going to be talking about this being Notre Dame's best backfield of the last decade. Yep. That's my top to bottom. I could definitely see that. Production wise. All of it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Cause there's, there's been some guys that that, there's been some running back rooms that have been top heavy, you know, with, with, with some really good guys, but you're talking the entire room. I think every one of these guys that's in this room can contribute in a positive way. And I'm not talking about garbage time. You know what I mean? Like, what did um, uh, Coach um, – why is his name escaping me? The running backs coach. Help me out. Dylan McCullough. Thank you. Uh, coach McCullough said there's eight starting roles within, you know, his running back room. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that that makes so much sense because you're going to be able to find a slot for each one of those guys. Now, some of those mm-hmm. guys may take, you know, one or two of those, obviously. But there's going to be an opportunity for every one of these guys to get on the field and contribute in a positive way. And I yeah. – I look, Coach McCullough is going to be, you know, uh, on on my bad list if he can't figure out a way to get every one of these guys on the field and contributing because that mm-hmm. they can all do it. And I'm with you a thousand percent on that. And I love the fact that you decided to put the entire 
room on there because I don't know who the star is yet. I really don't. I, mm-hmm. I love Chris Tyree. I mean, he's the leader. And there may not be a star. And I don't think there needs to be. That's the thing. I don't know that there needs to be. So I, I think that the, I, I had, you know, Jadarian written down as a potential breakout kid, you know, that kind of thing. But I, I'm with you as far as the room. I, I think that that's a really good call on your part. I think here's another part, too, that that the spring game didn't show us that that we've heard a lot about going in. There was a play, for example, in the spring game where Notre Dame was running like a just like an outside zone. And the defense brought a linebacker off the edge and he's crashed off the edge and made the tackle behind the line. And my first thought was, hey, great job, defense. That's a 40-yard touchdown in the game with Tyler Buckner quarterback. And I and I think that's a part of it. Is like, yeah, it's like we didn't see that element. The defense right. did not have to show any respect to the quarterback run game. Right. And and that can't be discounted when looking at the running backs. Because if you really go break it down, and I know you haven't had a chance to do this, Vince, because you've had like what you guys played, what, two games since Saturday, right? Yeah. So so for those who are new to the show, Vince is a high school baseball coach, and so he doesn't have the time now to break down the film in detail like he does during the season. But if you go watch the game, the defense was was run-stunting the whole game. They weren't supposed to be blitzing, but, like, they were bringing dudes off the edge. They were geared towards you're not going to run on us, which I thought was great for the defense. But you add that element of the quarterback run to it, and things are going to look different. And that, to me, is like once that gets added in, then you have to contend with Chris Tyree, and then you have to contend with Diggs and Estimate and Price. And that's another reason why I think the running backs are going to break out because right now I think nationally – the perception is, I think Notre Dame fans are fired up about the running back room. I think nat- nationally, the perception is we don't really know what the, you know, they're, there's, they're not excited about it because, you know, Kyron Williams is gone and all this other kind of stuff. I think the production at running back is going to be way better than it was the last two years. And that's not, that has nothing to do with Kyron Williams. Right. Because my prediction would be even greater if he was coming back, right? Absolutely. It's about, it's about what's going to be around them. Yes. Absolutely. And so that is, that is my number one, uh, that is my number one thing. So that's my number. That's my number one. The the, the light's not that bad, Vince. It's oh, okay. Bad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> and it's not bad enough to have to deal with this for the next five minutes while you're trying to get it going. Well, I was going to just, keep, I was going to take myself out, but that's fine. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> it's all good. You can do that. Do that. <laughs> I'm like, what is this freaking guy doing? <sighs> um, but to, to the point is, so that's my, that's my number one prediction, Vince. Who was your first, who was your first group? Do we want to start offense or defense? Or we you can, just wanna... you can do however you want. I was, okay. I was gonna, I'm gonna go offense first, then defense. Okay, you go however you no, want. No, that's go, fine. Let's do some offense. I, I think, uh, and I, I already saw I mean, Vince, it. You know me, man. You know I'm always gonna talk about offense well, first. That, you, you and I are our offensive guys at heart, obviously. But, um, and I saw a couple people put it in the chat already, but I had it written down before I saw it. Uh, it I, I think that uh, Jaden Thomas is is gonna be have the potential to be a, a breakout. Because in the regards of a guy that I wasn't sure what his role was going to be, I think he's going to be able to contribute in a great way to this receiver room. Now, the depth chart definitely helps, but some of the things that we saw in the spring game and then also things that we've heard about what he's done right. in practice has been huge. And right. I think he he solidified what we've been hearing, in my opinion. And it, because that's the thing. You you nailed it right there, Vince, because we have heard a lot about him going back to late last season. And it's it, like uh, the bowl prep. Well, right? yeah, and even like late November and all that. Yeah. It's just like, okay, that's all sounds fine and dandy, but we've never seen the kid do anything, right? right. And exactly. he was injured as a senior. We talked about this in the show the other day. 
He had like a foot. I think he had like turf toe his whole senior year, but he played through it in high school. So it's like, okay, we hear all these things, but I can't start talking about the kid and hyping the kid up if I haven't seen him. Like that's not how we roll. We don't just, we don't just like regurgitate what the coaching staff tells us. Right. That's right. That, that uh, others can do that. That's not us. We got (laughs) to see it. Right. So that's why he is that was the next guy on my list on offense was 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 Jaden Thomas because yes. of that. Because you know, I graded him as a four-star recruit coming out of high school, but it's like he was injured as a senior, saw nothing from him as a freshman. He's banged up several times. That's the key, is he's got to stay healthy. Yes. Number one. But I thought his body looked a lot better. He had gotten rid of some of the bad weight that I think he got because of the 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 foot injury that he had in high school. He looked good, you know. But here's what's got me: like I, I always thought he could be a good possession receiver. You know, maybe play some slot, be a good route runner because of stuff we saw in high school. What surprised me is he was making, he was doing damage after the catch. Yes, thank you. And that surprised me, like, and not even like catching it and then finding a crease like he did on that one tunnel screen, which he made like a great extended catch. But then he gets, I don't care if it was a jet sweep. I, I forget the play because I only remember how it ended. I don't remember how he got the ball, but it was the play where he just completely embarrassed Ramon Henderson in space. And look, his day would have even been better. He had gotten free on a, a, a break, a breakdown play in you could, you can't see it from the TV, from the TV copy events, but in the stadium, he was five, 10 yards at least behind chance Tucker on a breakdown and drew pine uh, throws it like on a line and chance Tucker breaks it up. If he throws that, just throw it downfield. It's a touchdown for Jaden Thomas. So that was important because obviously depth at receiver is a concern. Right. Absolutely. And it's like an injury or two. And all of a sudden you're in trouble. Yeah. Tell me and about it. So if Jaden Thomas, and here's another thing, there's not a lot of great size on this receiving core. You've got yeah. Deion Colsey, who's unproven Tobias Merriweather doesn't show up till the summer. Right. Right. Jaden Thomas provides you with a little, he's not super tall, he's like six, one and a half, but he's a bigger body. Right. And I thought it was really important to, having him step up and, and look good. I mean, he caught the ball clean. He yes. Chris caught it with routes. his hands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He played with confidence. Like, okay, yeah, this kid can help you. Like this kid is going to yeah. play. So again, he went from not, I don't know if he played a snap last year, Vince. I don't I'm, think I'm, that he did. Because this. I don't think he did either. I'm, do you I'm remember up real quick? I remember you telling me going into the bowl game that you had some sources that were like, Hey, he's going to play, you know, in yeah. this bowl game. And I was like, Oh, well, that'll be cool. You know, yeah. didn't play a snap. Right. You know, in the bowl game. He's and, been and, our best receiver right. in the spring. And, you know, so, all this so that stuff, got yeah. me thinking, like, after the so after the bowl game, I'm thinking to myself, okay, is he really right? where? It's just like that hype that we always get from coaches right. about this kid that's going to be good that never ends up playing. Right. right. And and we didn't really get a chance to see, because the limited stuff that we were able to see in the spring, never saw him flash. But again, it was super limited. Right. Super limited. So, the spring game was a great opportunity for him to show us that, hey, these guys were telling the truth, right. you know, and, and I think that was huge for him from a confidence level. Like this, I think this game. He didn't be, look like he needed it, though. That's I, the thing I like. Well, and that, that's, a real, that's actually a good point. But yeah. I think this could springboard him even more and be like, hey, guys, I can do this. Let's go. You can count on me. You know, I, I just maybe maybe the coaches needed the confidence boost in what he could do. I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? But. I, he can play. He can play. There's a spot for him on this team in the fall if he continues this ascent. Yeah. Um, I, I was very impressed with him. There's somebody else that I, I wanted to talk about that I I, I don't want to say he's a breakout because I don't think he's going to start. Okay. But I did want to just note it here. 
it was nice to see Zeke Carell back out there looking good. Absolutely. Like, that was nice. And somebody in the chat mentioned something about, do you think any of the offensive linemen are going to transfer and that he would be a candidate for that? I'm not well, I'm not touching transfer stuff. Okay. That's not our place to talk about that. That's fair. So, no, I was just um, – but just from a, a on-the-field play, look, he's going to be probably Jarrett Patterson's backup, but I don't know if they're going to give him an opportunity at guard. Well, real, real quick, though, but also people got to remember, he's got the COVID year. He's got two years of eligibility oh, yeah. after this season. Oh, so he could be the starting center for the next two years. For two years. years. Yeah. I mean, so just – but we don't, I, that's not, we don't do that here. I mean, the oh, speculation absolutely. of who's going to, I'm not saying that you did this. Yeah. In the question. I don't yeah. want to, I'm not disrespecting the question answer. It's a very fair question. It's just saying that's not, that's not our place. Like, I would be heartbroken if he left, to be honest with yeah. you. I, I like well, Zeke. Okay. But let, let's, let's get on to the, the, to the, the non-transfer conversation. So anybody else from the offense that you kind of look at as kind of a, that's a all I I mean, I, I just felt like, you know, Tyler Buckner would be too easy of a choice. Because yeah, I think he is. We didn't get to see much of. Look, him. I think he's going to break out. I do, right. but I I just feel like that was kind of a, a layup that I didn't really want. Yeah, to but I, like, but I don't <clears> know <throat> if we can base that on the spring, and that's that, that's kind of where I'm coming from. I want to. The only on thing guys that that you we could say. base it on is everything that we've been hearing about the first 13 sure. practices that he took part in sure. that he was doing really really well. You know if what I mean? If he would have played in the game, I'd have been like, okay, I'm gonna put him on there. But sure. I mean, we'll talk about him as maybe a breakout <clears> down the road. But like for the based on the spring, I can't put him in there just yet okay let's go defense oh yes i got a bunch of defensive i guys. got a bunch of defensive <laughs> i'm gonna start off with 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 this one okay. riley mills yep i i mean we've heard again it's not just because of the blue gold game it's more to me about just what we heard all spring yeah about how he's gonna he's really had a good spring breakout player in that he's not gonna go out there and be like a, i'm not saying he's gonna go out there and be like a 10 sack guy but he's going to solidify that big end position and be at least a good football player for a guy that was really a rotation player, you know, 19 tackles, three sacks last year. I think he's going to be a really stout run defender, and that's his priority number one as yeah. a big end. But I think he's going to up the pass rushing production from that, from what we've seen from that position in the past. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think him and him and Alexander Ehrensberger were two of the better defensive linemen. Like I didn't notice Alex during the game. So I didn't talk about him a lot okay. that night after the post game show. But as I've gone back and watched him, like, dude, is that night? Is that 90? Like a couple of times I actually thought plays that happened in the game, I thought were Riley Mills were actually Alex because okay. they were on the same side. But they had Ehrensberger playing inside, not a big end. They had him playing at three tech. And, and they have and they have similar body types too. Correct. And the, the numbers obviously are very 90, similar. 90, 99 from yeah. up in the suites was like right. But so Riley still played really well, but a couple of the plays I thought were him were were Ehrensberger. So I think that big end position is gonna be much, much better than maybe we thought, or maybe it's a better way of saying it, it's gonna be, I think it could be what we hoped for based on. Because about a third of the way through spring practice, we started hearing like the light went on for Riley, and it coincided with them using him more on the edge. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, he's just more comfortable outside than he is inside. He could be at really least good, on early though. downs. He could be really good. So out he's there. he's at the top of my list as far as the yeah. the breakout players for the fall. I think he's going to be a, a really key part of this defensive line. And the thing is, is you're you're going to ask him to be at best your third, maybe fourth best defensive lineman at best. That so it's not like you need him to be a star. It's just right. be a good player on be a dependable. Basis, he needs right? to be dependable and consistent. And I think if he can do that this season, 
look out for him next season when he's really going to be counted on because Jason's going to be gone and, and Foskey's going to be gone. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. Justin's going to be gone. It's going to be an opportunity right. for him to be like, okay, this is now my spot. Right. And it's time to roll. But he kind of needs that intro year. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Right. Real quick, Vince. Uh, Jaden Thomas played 14 snaps last year. Oh, wow. Played uh, eight against Virginia, two against Georgia Tech, four against Stanford. So, and he uh, ran routes on three of them. Never got a never got a target. So he did play. He just didn't play much. Yeah, no, he didn't. So who who's who's your guy, Vince? Well, again, this is going to be a bit of a layup, but I think you know he didn't play last year. He was injured all year. It, it's Marist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I just feel like he is going to have a great season. Everything that we've seen, everything that we've heard, and then he he backed it up in the spring game as well. I think that Marist uh is going to have a big fall and he's going to open some eyes of people that are outside the Notre Dame community you know what I mean the Notre Dame fandom uh because he never I mean he never even made it out of fall camp so you know nobody knows who Marist is and I think they're all going to be introduced to number eight pretty darn soon uh when the fall starts so thing is he wasn't even the best linebacker on Saturday. I agreed. That's, that's the, I almost cheated and went with linebackers over running back. Like where I do like the whole group, the <laughs> whole group again. Yeah. I can't do that twice. That's like lame analysis. If I did that more than once. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah. Maris has to be on the list. I mean, he's yeah, going to be the starter. I mean, and he's going to break out. I mean, he's going to be a kid yeah. that we're going to be very happy that he's in a Notre Dame uniform. Yeah. I think, I think I, I, I'm tempted to go with Jordan Patel, but I just, you just don't know. There's too many. There's too many question marks. If, if I, if you could tell me, Brian, I guarantee you, right? I've been able to look into the future, and all I'm allowed to tell you, right? Because you're living by those, you know, those Doc Brown rules. I can't really tell the future, right? <laughs> but what I can tell you is that Jordan Patel plays in every game next year and doesn't get in trouble. Then he's a breakout. He's on my list, right? Because he's going to play multiple. I've, I've. So what we've told is he played Rover in the game, but we've been told he's doing other he's playing other things he's moving around playing multiple places but it's just i got to be able to depend on him and if i if i get to the point where i can looking at it from a coach's standpoint then the kid's going to be a a factor because i think he gives you something that jack kaiser doesn't jack kaiser gives you things that jordan doesn't like i really like that one two punch plus you got Jalen sneed if he emerges you can always move jordan inside you can move him to d end and all those types you can move him around sure Another guy that's on my list is a. I'm telling. I'm. A, I'm making another bold prediction. I. I think the junior two Alamaka at the very least will be a rotation middle linebacker, if not at some point in time, taken over as a starter. Yep. Like Jordan Patel and Bo Bauer better. I mean Jordan Patel, uh, J.D. Bertrand and, and Bo Bauer, who we thought could be a really good Mike combo. They're gonna have to watch out because, and again, this isn't about the spring game. This is something we heard. I got to tag. Vince, I'll show you the text message I got a couple days before the game. It was like, hey, I talked to this former, you know, a buddy of mine that works at Notre Dame. He's like, I talked to, you know, this former Notre Dame player. And, you know, the two kids he kept raving about from the practices. He's been to several practices. Got two guys he keeps raving about on defense are our junior two Alamaka and Jaden Mickey. Yeah. It's just these guys are dudes. Like, not just like, hey, they're good for freshmen, but like these guys are dudes. Guys are period. Involved, right. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Yep. And, and junior and, and see, junior is the the opposite of Bo in that he is a natural football player. Where Bo is an athlete trying to learn to play, his, that's never shown the instincts. Correct 
to be a great football player, which is why he's so good on special teams. Right. And on third down where it's more of a, you've Just got go. this job and that job. That's, That's it. it. Right. That's it. Yep. And, and, but Junior's just got like his, his he's instincts a middle for, linebacker. I mean, geez, Louise, his instincts for the position. Well, and you combine that with his size and his physicality. Exactly yeah. right. I mean, he's supposed to be going to prom next week, right? And he, he looks like he's a, a junior in college. I mean, yeah. he, just from it, he's already the biggest middle linebacker that they have. Right. I mean, that's just mind blowing to me that he's still supposed to be in high school and he's that physically advanced. Right. And then you add to it the mental side of things and the instincts that he has. I mean, the that one play early on uh, where he made the play in the backfield, it's like he got shot out of a cannon. He read that play. It was a running play. He read the play, and boom, he was in the backfield mm-hmm. tripping up the running back. I mean, it was that is what a middle linebacker is, right? Mm-hmm. And, again, you cannot keep him off the field. You cannot keep him off the field. And – I. I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, we might be looking at Wally Pip here. I mean, you get injured yeah. and you get passed up. I mean, it's right. nothing that they're doing. That's it. Just I, I feel bad, but at the that same time, it's going to be interesting. Yes, you can't play three dudes in middle linebacker. You cannot. I agree. I just don't think because you. And there, let's explain why. Middle linebacker requires you need to see it. Meaning, you need to see. Okay, here's what they do. Here's the tells. Here's this. Here's that. You know, here's the calls. You know, there's things you pick up the more you play in a game. And if you're rotating three guys, it's it makes it harder for any of them to get enough work to kind of do that. Yeah. And and so I just think – I think three is too many. I mean, you need to have your starter, and then you have another guy that's working in as part of the rotation. I'm totally fine with that. And, and you know, it's like you can say, well, hey, just move J.D. back out to Will. Yeah. After watching Maris and Prince Collie, I don't know if I want to There's do that no either. Room. Right? He's going to be running the same he's problem. He's a better fit at Mike, whether he's the starter and JD's coming off the bench or Junior's coming off the bench or Junior's the starter and he, you know, he or or Bo's the starter. There's a really nice three man group there. And I'll say this if barring injury or or something happening off the field, which I have never heard that being an issue for Junior to Alamaca. Right. Barring injury for him, boy, I got to feel like this Mike linebacker situation is really good because if Junior's healthy and isn't playing, it's going to be because those other guys are really playing well. Yeah. Because they're going to have to play really well to keep him off the field. I don't don't see this – because of how Junior's performed, I don't think that this is going to be a thing where you say, well, he's a freshman, he doesn't really – he doesn't really have the knowledge. No, that that from what we've seen the spring and what we've heard yep. the spring, that's not going to be a problem. Right. So if for some reason Junior's not playing in the fall, I have to think it's going to be because JD and Bo are just playing great football. Right. And that's what I love about it because yes. that's what a great team should be about. It's like, hey, look, yeah, you started for us last year and you had over 100 tackles, but if you don't really bring it this year, we got this young stud that's that's ready to play. And what that does is – that forces J.D. Bertrand to raise his level as well. So it's like, hey, you want to stay on the field, you got to take your game to another level. You got to lock in. You got to do that. And that's healthy, healthy competition because, it, it, you know, you find out, number one, you find out who really is willing to compete. Sure. Right? And number two, it's like <clears throat> there's there's something, too, whether it's conscious or subconscious, the, to the notion of 
and and I've talked with some linemen about this. Alex Bars was explaining this to to me one time, and I think it might have been on the show. But he was like, "Look, you just knew when you were putting the pads on every day in practice. Mentally, you knew you had to get right, no matter what was going on in your life." You knew you had to mentally get right because Q wouldn't allow anything else. Talking about Quentin Nelson. He wouldn't allow anything else because you knew he was going to bring it every day and he was going to expect you to bring it every day. Right. And that's what led to – I mean, Quentin Nelson was part of the two of the best offensive lines Notre Dame has had in the last 30 years, 15 and 17. And and that to me is kind of like – that's what great competition does. It's not just leadership. It's also great competition because in that example, it was just another teammate – different position but it's also if you're jd or bo it's like you know you better be locked in today you better make sure you get that extra film study in because you can't afford to have a bad day yeah. or a bad week or a bad game because 44 is sitting right there just chomping at the bit ready to get into the football that's game. what you want if you're building a top level championship level program you need the competition in practice to mm-hmm. be at a high level at all times and i know from everything that we've heard from Marcus Freeman, that's what he wants. He wants the compete right. level to be high at practice, and that's what it is when you bring in these five-star guys. They're, they want to play. They want to compete, and right. they're going to make you better. There's no question about it. So I I love it, man. I, I think the competition at middle linebacker is going to be so much fun it, to watch. And I think it's going to be true at Will as well. I yeah. mean, like like Maris, like here's the thing, like with the way that Jordan Patojo is playing – you know, Maris can't slack off either. Not that I, not, not that I'd ever expect that he would. I've never heard anything other than that kid just works his butt off. Right. But the way that Jordan Patel played and Prince Collie, you know, I've heard Prince Collie had a got off to a slow start, but really kind of came on in the spring. I thought he played well in the spring game. I mean, linebacker, you went from this being a big question mark to how are you going to find time for all these kids? Right. And we haven't even talked about the fact that the freshman classes they've already moved one of those dudes to Viper. You know, and and we're not even talking about Jalen Sneed right now, right? Who you know, athletically in the game on Saturday looked like we'd hope he would be, right? right. I mean, sure. we haven't talked about Nolan Ziegler, who I heard did some nice things this spring because it's like because those older players are just bringing it, and man, it m- makes you get you fired up for what this linebacker core could be because that was a weakness on this defense last year. Flat out was it? Flat out was a weakness on this defense last year, and and I would argue inside linebacker wasn't great in 2020 either. You know, because we know the will spot especially was a problem. Yeah. Right? There was and, compensation and so, going on, too, from the middle yes. linebacker to cover, which and made the them less effective. Yep. I mean, it's just, that's football. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Who else do you have on defense? 
Uh, Ryan Barnes is my next one. I'm not even going to set it up. I'm just going to tell you that I love Ryan Barnes. I love what he brings to the table physically. I think that he is going to push for playing time. I I think he could eventually, he could potentially be the starter across from, uh, from Cam Hart. I mean, that's an absolute possibility. And that is not saying that Clarence Lewis didn't have a decent spring. I mean, he, I thought he played pretty well on Saturday, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. I thought he tackled really well in space. I thought he covered pretty well. It's going to be tough to hold off Ryan Barnes. And yeah. and I just feel like Ryan Barnes has put him himself in a position to potentially be that extra that extra starter um, across from Cam Hart. And and look, they need to have some elite corners if they want their defense to be elite. I mean, that right. that's that's we've been talking about. I don't about know that if they while. need elite corners to be an elite defense. They just need good, like really like they need to be good there. Look, I I don't know if there's a single team in the country that's elite everywhere. That's fair, right? But the point is, what you can't do is you can't allow your defensive line to be negated by you giving up bombs like they did against Oklahoma State. Like, defensive line early is chewing Oklahoma State up until they just started going tempo and hitting those one-on-ones outside. And it was like, well, you've negated the best part of our defense. Right. Because you're getting beat outside. So I, I, I'm pushed back a little bit. I don't think you need to be elite there because if that's the case, they're they're, they're not going to be an elite defense because – Barnes and, and Mickey and they're not going to be elite, right? They don't, but I don't think they need to be. They just need to be good, in my opinion. That's just my opinion on that. You can push back if you if you'd like. And you're I mean, allowed to. You don't have to accept my premise. No, you can look, push back he, if you want. And, and elite might have been a stretch, but at the same time, I feel like Cam Hart is going to take a step, and I think he's going to be really, really good. But he needs somebody on the other side to be really, really good. Right. And I feel Otherwise like Ryan, you can avoid him. Right, if it's hundred percent, and that's what they did last year. They avoided him. He. You didn't hear about Cam Hart a whole lot because people were avoiding him. Right. You need somebody that's really, really good on the other side, and I feel like Ryan Barnes is pushing to be that guy right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked what I saw from Ryan. I didn't hear a lot about him during the spring, you know, a little bit. You know, he did well. He was coming along, that kind of thing. But I didn't hear a ton about him. So it was good to see him in the spring game. And, you know, we saw the big hits, but he was also pretty sticky in coverage from what I could see. Jaden Mickey – Jaden Mickey, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about putting on there, but I have one thing holding me back from Jaden Mickey being on my breakout list. And that is, I, I really feel like my concern with him is he's so confident that, and we saw this in the game on Saturday, he takes a lot of chances that I don't want a cornerback taking, especially as a freshman. He'll see, like, he'll jump. There's a couple times there was, blown coverages and he was kind of and I don't know if it was him or somebody he was on the field on that side of the field right and and that's my thing like I feel like he's a guy you can pump fake get him to jump and then throw behind him you know that that's if he can clean some of that up like I love the aggressiveness but it needs to get harnessed a little bit if that happens in the fall then I'm going to add Jaden to my potential breakout player but that's my that was my only hold up and look he's not on my breakout player conversation but I have to say this I thought it live, and I was like, no, no, I, I saw it wrong. I need to go back and watch the film again. And I said, yep, yeah, it did. DJ Brown was their second-best safety on Saturday behind Brandon Joseph. And it wow. was really – I mean, I thought Justin Walters played well, but I'm I'm sorry. I thought DJ Brown was – I'm not sorry. I mean, I, I, he was he looked a lot twitchier and, and quicker – and faster to me in the game on Saturday. And I don't know how much you could see it, Vince, because, you know, because of the nature of the TV copy, but 
I thought DJ looked. I'm not ready to throw him into the breakout category because it was just a, a spring game. Look, that's good news though. Yeah, I mean they need somebody to break out at at that other safety position because I think we can both agree that Joseph is going to be one heck of a. I mean that was one heck of a pickup, and yeah. you can't put him in the breakup because he's been named an All American. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. it's he, he's you expect him to be really good. He's an All American, so who's that second safety going to be? A lot of good names, a lot of possibility. And if you would have asked me a week ago if that guy was going to be DJ Brown, I would have said you were nuts. Yeah. Um, but that's great news. That is great news because now he's going to raise the level of competition. He's going to say, yeah. hey, guys, I'm here. If you want this spot, come and get it. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that's fantastic because Ramon Henderson can play the game. Xavier Watts can play the game. You know, that that's a pretty good group of guys. And if DJ Brown is playing better than those guys, then he's playing really well. I, I got to bring this up. David Solomon said a lot of people thought Junior would be the last of the four linebacker recruits to develop and compete for playing time. Looks like a lot of people are completely wrong. I don't know what in the world he's talking about <laughs> because the exact opposite was true. Everybody that I know, Vince and I, we talk about it. He has the lowest ceiling based on what we saw in high school. But the one thing we said is he's going to be the most ready to play as a freshman. Right. So I, I don't know where this is coming from and who a lot of these people are, but I would encourage you to stop listening to those a lot of people because that's <laughs> not what's been said at Irish Breakdown. Right. In fact, we've said quite the opposite. And I and I haven't noticed in any of the chats people saying that he would be the last to com- compete for playing time. I think the exact opposite is true of that, with all due respect. Uh, Patrick Bird asks, we're talking about junior. He says, do you think, uh, do y'all think the junior and tail comparison is fair? I, I, I do from the standpoint of, I don't ever think it's fair to compare a kid from a career trajectory standpoint to a guy that was a runner up for the Heisman right. Trophy. That's, that's not fair. But I, but I, but I, if, so if we understand what, you, you know, Patrick, if, if we're on the same page, as far as what I mean by comparison in regards to a similar skill set in style of play and body type, yes. I think – and, and I, I, we talked about this last week. I, I, I wanted – when I first started evaluating Junior, I wanted to avoid the Manti conversations when I first was put my first round together. It's, but too, I was like, it's too easy it's, right it, off it, the it, bat. It seemed lazy. Yes, but that's it's exactly like, right. Yeah. But I can't think of a better person to compare him to. <laughs> right. I mean, very similar body types, instinctive, maybe not an elite athlete, but, you know, plays athletic, you know, that kind of thing. I think the convert and, and I'll tell you something else that we we are not we didn't talk about in the in the breakdown. I don't think I did, but Junior was moving in coverage. They were asking to play a lot of zone, like they were playing some Tampa too. And him and Bo Bauer were, and, and Bo was especially good at this because Bo can can run. That's one thing Bo can do. Bo can run. Yes, he can. But Junior and Bo were both just screaming down the middle of the field, taking away stuff over the middle. But he was like jumping in routes, like he forced an incompletion to Braden Lindsey. Because Drew Pine led him too much, and Lindsey saw Junior coming, and he, he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and short make, arm this one." Going to make that business you know? decision. I'm going to make this, this yeah. <laughs> make this business decision not to lay out for this one <laughs> with Junior screaming at me in the middle of the field. But that's making an impact, right? Even though technically there was nothing, there well, not even technically, there was nothing statistically he can point to to say, "Hey, look, you did a play. I got a tackle or a tackle for loss or a breakup or a pick." It, but he made a play. So that was another thing that, that I thought I, I liked what I saw from the linebackers in the pass game. They made a lot of plays in the pass game. And I'm not talking about blitzes. I'm talking about like Marist reading the screen. And then Ian makes a bad throw and he's right there to pick it off. I'm talking about Junior uh, making plays in the pass game. I'm talking about Jordan Patelho making plays in the pass game. So 
that was another really encouraging thing to me was the impact of the pass game. And then there's one final breakout player for me. Okay. And that's Justin Adamiolo. Okay. I have heard this spring from a couple different sources that he has been a force on the defensive line. Which is really good to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see him having, you know, because look, I don't see him being like a starter in the traditional sense, because I think he's going to play all over. I think he's going to play some Viper. I think he's going to play some big end. I think he's going to move around in the nickel package. But he's a guy that we're going to look at the end of the year and look at his numbers and be like, oh, that guy had eight sacks. That guy had nine sacks. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, oh, I didn't even, you know, because there's, the, you know, his brother's got the big name and, the you know, and rightfully so. You know, I would say Jason's the second best defensive lineman they had. Isaiah Foskey is going to be battling for who you know who's that next best defensive lineman behind Will Anderson and if I were to say that Isaiah Foskey probably roll his eyes and be like no I'm trying to become the best defensive lineman anyone you know right. what I mean but the the point is is that you're you're going to you're not going to hear he's not going to get the hype cuz technically he's not a starter but in this day and age you don't have to be a starter to be an impact player the way that you're going to rotate the defensive right. line and you know, I was told, like, I was told in one of the scrimmages, he just went off. I mean, just, I mean, they couldn't block him. Well, he's been getting a lot of opportunities to. And he's going to get a ton of one-on-ones yeah. because yeah. it's like with him and his brother on the field. And if Riley Mills is what we think he could be, it's like, well, if they go to like, let's just say they go to a nickel package where they've got Riley and Jason inside and Justin and Foskey on the outside. It's like, who who do you block? Right. Who are you going to You got to leave <laughs> at least one of those guys in a one-on-one. That's a Can't double team point. everybody. Pretty good four spot there. I mean, right. Why would you not put those four on the field at the right. same time? Right. So that's kind of where I'm at. Is like, yeah. and you know, you'll play other guys rotate, but I mean, that's that's going to be that's going to be like he's a guy to me that we're not we're going to look at because if you think about events, you just look at what he did last year. I mean, he's a pretty good player last year sure. for them in a he's very steady. similar role. He was yeah, steady. I mean, he was steady. And and but even last year, it's like you know, you say he's steady, but you know, he finished fourth on the team in tackles for loss with six, right? That, that's pretty good. Yeah. And he was second on the team in sacks with five and five yeah. sacks last year. There you go. Right. And it's like, we don't talk about him. And I, I think he's going to get even better because mm-hmm. I think, I think you're going to see other players performing better, which is going to make it even harder to handle him. Now the key for him is, and his brother, both, they've got to get better finishing at the quarterback. If Justin finished at the quarterback better, he's got at least seven or eight sacks last year. Yes, I agree. And and so that's part of my prediction I, with him is that you are going to see him be kind of become that finish better type of player. And, right. and that was the biggest thing I, I was hoping that you would talk about events from the defense was how well they flew to the football and how oh. much better the tackling. Look, they're, they're so fast. Somebody put it in the chat that they're, they're they're This defense is so fast and they are going to play team defense so well this year because of how fast they are. They are going to rally to the football. And I know that sounds like coach speak because that's of course what you want all of your defensive guys to do in every defense that I've ever coached and that you've ever coached and ever been a part of, you want them to rally to the football. This will be teaching tape on how to rally to the football with this defense. I'm telling you the athleticism of this group top to bottom is going to be special and they're Mm -hmm. going to tackle as a team. And if I, if we've had one criticism about the defense here for the last few years, it's it's finishing in the backfield and it's finishing plays, right? If they can do that, that almost automatically bumps this team up from being a good defense to a really, mm-hmm. really good defense because there were so many missed opportunities last year. If they can just clean up just that one part, then I think that they're, you know, mm-hmm. 
they're going to take a huge step forward because yeah. now you're talking about completely different scenarios, third and long, second and long, you know, all of these different things. And that puts the defense in a much better position than they were in last year, as opposed to, you know, getting a first down or whatever the case may have been. Um, but yeah, that team is just so fast and athletic. No question mm-hmm. about it. That in that kind of, you know, it goes to, you had made a comment last week. And I don't think we saw anything to make us doubt that this is true. We were talking about the offense last week. Mm-hmm. And if if the offense can be what it should be, this is you people want to know why why are you so optimistic? I mean, first year coach, there's all these reasons to sure. you know, new quarterback and all it's like number one is I I think there's more talent than people think. Mm-hmm. I think this defense is gonna be a lot. I think the defense was a lot better than people realized last year. It's had a couple bad games. There's a lot of good football being played by this defense last year. I mean, they went with like five straight games. They allowed yeah. like less than 100 yards rushing at one right. point in time. And, you know, and, and I mean, shut down Wisconsin's ground game. Cincinnati couldn't run on them. Like they had some really good moments and they didn't have Marist. You know, they, they didn't have. And you, Sean made the comment and a lot of people got on him for it. But I think on Saturday, we kind of saw what he was talking about. And it was the comment that, the, that it's not that Brandon Joseph is necessarily per se better than Kyle Hamilton, but his fit within the defense is going to make the safety, you know, th- he's going to make others around him better. Right. And I think the reason is, is Kyle's talent was so unique that he had, you kind of had to nar- carve out a niche for him that maybe wasn't always what was best for the other 10, but it's kind of what you needed to do with him with Brandon, his skill set and, and the way he plays he fits right nicely into that defense. And that's where Sean was coming from. And I think we saw that on Saturday a little bit, Vince, because I can't call, call Brandon a breakout player because he was an All-American two right. years ago. Right. But he he he's going to become a breakout name nationally, even sure. though he his play isn't breakout. I mean, Ryan's been super high on him since before Notre Dame got him. And and you know, he like I said, he was an All-American two years ago. But right. I don't think he's a national name. I agree because he was not at Northwestern, way, right? Yeah. Right. He's a guy that that I'm going to not add as a breakout from a a play standpoint, but he's my final breakout player from a standpoint of, uh, you know this this is a guy that that the rest of the country is going to be talking about here real soon. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I, I think that's actually a, a really good call. Um, because I, like I said, I wanted to put him on there because I think he's going to be really, really good. And he showed mm-hmm. he has never shown me anything in the few practices that we were able to see and the blue goal game to make me think anything otherwise. Um, and when you're at Notre Dame, you will automatically have a national stage to be on. Northwestern is not that national stage, and that that's just a fact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of people out there that had no idea who Brandon Joseph was, even though he was an All American t- in 2020. Right. Plain right. and simple. You know, and he's going to have that platform now and he's going to turn some heads. There is no doubt in my mind that that will be the case. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. There's a a lot of good discussion, Vince. A lot of good talk. I think the fact that there's a lot more guys we could talk about, like we didn't talk about like Joe Walt, you know, that kind of thing. And and he had another good spring. I just I'm I'm taking the stance here for a little bit that I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit on the sophomore tackles because I feel like they're so good and the potential so high that it's almost kind of like I, I'm, I'm trying to be, ner- c- you know, cautiously cognizant of not cautiously optimistic. That's not, it's, it's oh, okay. I don't want to put so much hype on them that it's impossible for them to live up to it. Yeah. And that, that's my thing. That's fair. 
That's and, fair because I'm really excited about this. Yeah, because I, I think they could be special. Too. Yeah, but it's like they are sophomores. Absolutely. But that's also why I'm so glad Harry he stands here because, I mean, you could just see it in the game on Saturday. He's he's not going to – like Sean and I were talking earlier, and he made a great point. He's like, you know, Harry Harry's the kind of guy that just because the end result was positive doesn't mean he's going to accept it. Yes. Because it's about the way to do it. And, and when that sinks in for Joe and Blake, it's going to be really, really good. And there's some other offensive line we'll talk about here too in a little bit. But I did want to bring Ryan Roberts in, and we're going to we're gonna jump into our questions. Ryan is going to hatless. I didn't even recognize him at first. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but um, you know, we, we, we got a lot of great questions, guys, I want to dive into. And, and first, I want to get to a couple of these super chats from Truman DeMell. I haven't seen you in a while, Truman. Thanks What's for up, the super man? chat. He's got two of them. Truman said, I think Audric will be our number one running back and Logan Diggs 1A. I feel Audric is going to really be the undisputed number one. I, honestly, Truman, I could seriously hear a – I could listen to in, people jump into this chat and make a case for Audric to be the number one. And then someone else could make as, as convincing of an argument that Logan Diggs will be number one. Yep. And then someone can make just as convincing of an argument that Chris Tyree could be number one. And then someone can make an argument that you guys better play well and be number one. Otherwise, Jadarian Price is going to beat you out by the middle of the season. Right? That's why I was like, I can't pick a back as a breakout. I'm just picking the backs as my breakout because I, I literally I'm not going to tell any. The only way, the only thing I would tell someone you're wrong about is if you tried to tell me somebody else wasn't good. Chris Tyree's not this. Okay, that's where I'll get a little feisty. But you want to tell me one of those, you know, that Chris Tyree may not be the starter because somebody else may just be better? Okay, I can do that, right? I mean, that's a legitimate option. But if you're going to tell me, like, somebody's, oh, I'm not that high on Logan Diggs. Well, it, it's a free country. You can have whatever pen you want, but you're not right. You're you're incorrect. <laughs> um, that That's what I love about this backfield. So, Truman, I'm not going to push back on you at all. I could see that, but – I could see a lot of other things happening running back too. That's just how loaded this group yeah. is, in my opinion. And it's it's funny saying that because the production's not there yet. I mean, it's a young group, but man, this group has a chance to be really special, in my opinion. Ryan, you missed it earlier. We we're doing breakouts, and I and I said that I first I wanted to go with Tyree, then I wanted to go with Diggs, then I want to go to SMA, then I want to go with Price, then I was back to Tyree, then Diggs, then Price, and then us SMA. So I was just like, forget it. It's my show. I'm do what I want. I'm going to running backs, the backfield. It's, like it's like a carousel, man. Exactly. Pick, pick your spot. Yeah, exactly. I, so it's a talented group. Yeah. I, I think I think if you don't utilize them all, then you're doing a disservice for yourself. Honestly, mm-hmm. like it's I mean, estimate should play. I think right. Logan Diggs should play Chris Tyree. They all should have their role in the right. offense. So the one A versus one B conversation, like I get it because I mean, typically speaking, there's always been a bell cow, right? Like we just right. had Kyron Williams, who was back-to-back thousand-yard season type of guy, and he was the main volume guy. I, I, I get it, but I think that Notre Dame's at a point now where this is a pick-your-poison type of situation, man. Like, <laughs> depending on what team you're seeing, depending on what the speed on the second level is, like, I think that things just can just change so quickly. I think you have to utilize them all. I think another thing they need to keep in mind is if Chris Tyree is your one, he's your starter, I would strongly consider – and Vince left before because I wanted to get his reaction to this. Oh, do you have time to respond to this, Vince, before you yeah. go? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, y'all, y'all know I love Chris Tyree as the kick returner. He's a home run waiting to happen. Yep. But if he's your number one, like Chris is our starting running back, 
I would take him off kick return and put Jadarian Price there. I think that's a way to get Jadarian more touches, and you're not losing any. I mean, you may lose speed, but you're not losing explosive playmaking right. ability. I don't. So here, here's what I'll say, and I think you might be surprised at this particular argument, but I don't think you lose much putting Ladari or Jadarian back there for Chris Tyree. I I, agree. I I think that he. I mean, we saw his speed in the Blue Gold mm-hmm. game. Okay, the kid can run. There's no doubt. You're not, you're you're splitting hairs. It's a little shiftier me. than Chris. I would right. say that. Though. And w- when you're talking about the return game, that can be very beneficial. Kick to return, you. potentially, it can be kick return. More yeah. so punt return than kick return. Right. I, would, I would agree with that. Right. Um, but look, if you want to find a way to get a, a true freshman on the field, that's where you put them. If Chris opinion. isn't the number one, though, I'm keeping him back there because I, I, I care more about getting him touches more than put I them care both about. back there. Yeah, but I mean, somebody's got to block. And I don't know if that's a, a healthy role that I would want to put Jadarian. Because I, I, I mean, you you put you put one guy on each hash, and you say, hey, you got to kick it to one of them. I mean, right. But my thing is, is that one whoever doesn't get it has to go block. And I don't know if that's right, right, right. You know where because it's a little different than like you know like you you your kick returner can kind of go catch it wherever it's at basically unless they kick it into the corner. That's why I kind of like the idea of having Aldrich estimate being that other guy back there. <laughs> you know, so it's like okay. If you try, train. if you try to kick it too far and he has to field it, okay, you know, <laughs> okay. he's gonna run over about three, four dudes to get to the twenty-five. You know, <laughs> okay. But that—that's that's if if Tyree's your guy, yeah, I would make. And, and I don't know if Chris wants to hear that, but like, look, you're the one. You're gonna get your touches. Sure, we got to figure out ways. That's another way you can kind of get him the ball. Punt returner is a little bit interesting, and and there was a question about it in the chat. But I I'll be surprised after what we saw Saturday. And what you guys have reported to me from practices, I'll be surprised if Brandon Joseph's not their starting punt returner next year. He yeah, caught, he had he caught one at least one in the spring game, right? Yeah, he caught. Yeah. Well, he was back there for several. Yeah, but I'll be surprised. And I, and the question is, is I don't think they're going to have him there all the time because sometimes, like after a long series or something, you know, you would say, "Hey, look, we need to get him over here, so let's put so and so out there." But I think right. he would be the guy that right now. I, I could see him being the starting punt returner. Who, who's who's the other options? I mean, a guy a guy that comes to mind, like I feel like Lorenzo Styles would be really good in that role, but that's mm-hmm. just off the top of my head, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, Salerno, obviously. Uh, yeah. You know, your, your guy there. But I've heard Jaden Mickey can be back there. He's returned punts. I mean, there's guys that have done that that have done it in high school or that have the skills to do it. You know, this may be a weird one, but if he could field it, what about Logan Diggs? I mean, what's the first goal of a of a of a punt returner? Make you got to make first guy miss. miss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's one of your best guys in regards to making that first guy miss, in my opinion. So I, I think they should have options. That's why it's not going to be acceptable for them to just be fair catch you all the time next year. You, Vince, you know my stance, man. I, I'm okay with fair catches because the way that the punt game is is caught, you're going to have there's going to be two or three chances a game for you to return that thing, and you sure. need someone that's got the ability to do it. Sure, and. You well, know, there's several guys. Well, I would trust Brandon Joseph back there because he might have the best ball skills of anybody on the team, man. He's just yeah. – he's intre- incredible instincts of tracking the football. So Yeah.
Thank you.